Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are Jill's Journals Out Loud. And I am recording this, I believe it is Saturday. It is March 25th, 2023, in the dark, as usual. And uh, we'll see when it actually gets uploaded, because there's more snow on the way. Yay! All right, deep breath. So uh, I am, you know, kind of thrashing around trying to decide what I would really like to talk about today because uh, I'm having my own little uh, crises offline here. And one of the things that came up for me the other day was uh, I have been explaining all of this in the wrong way. And I you know, that kind of takes me aback and it it, it makes me uh, question, you know, how to move forward. But no matter what I do in my own thinking process with all of this, uh, the thing I always come back to is for those of us who are, as I keep t- saying to you, wired for danger because it's the only thing that makes sense to me. It's the only lens I can look through right now and find consistency in trying to make sense of everything that's going on out in the world. And at the same time, you know, trying to make decisions on a day-to-day basis. And Last podcast, you know, I talked about just having a tiny little bit of hope, just a tiny little bit of sunshine. And, uh, but there's a big difference between, you know, enough hope to get you through the day so that you have uh, the ability to, you know, just kind of move through what's happening. But there's also, you know, this awareness that I have. Uh, you know, my life isn't bad. Like I have absolutely nothing that's terrible happening to me other than, uh, you know, this confinement due to the weather trapped with dogs, you know, and the pressure to move and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of pressure in my own tiny world about getting stuff done. uh, And I can't push at it, right? We've talked about push, pull, pause. I can't fight my way out. I can't even do anything. And so, It's very difficult when you have a lot of push in you to be faced with a bunch of issues you can't do anything about, but you have to keep waiting. And, you know, that's been the chronic theme, you know, for this entire just walk away journey that started in 20, it didn't start in 2011. It really started, you know, in 2007. And uh, and I look back and how many different phases, but you know, when you're in the middle of it, it feels like it's going to go on forever. Uh, and I'm just so aware that so many people are having so many things happen at a personal level. Uh, and then, you know, every day what's going on, quote unquote, out in the news, whichever news you listen to, whichever version uh, you're, lis- you're taking in as you're guide to the future. It's just shocking to me how we're observing the catastrophe that is unfolding. I, you know, I think it's easy when you look back in history and you think, oh, you know, why didn't people just stop it? Why didn't people rise up? Why didn't, why didn't, why didn't, right? And, and we're getting a up close and personal version of how we all just sit around and watch 
crazy people, psycho- psychopaths, right, take us to war, uh, destroy our food systems, destroy our energy systems, destroy our health care systems, uh, now destroying our financial systems. And we're just all sitting around going, oh, why is this happening? And how do we make it stop? And, you know, people come up with these brilliant plans. And I, you know, I keep saying the purpose isn't to solve all the problems so we can feel okay and everything can go back to normal. But it's breathtaking to watch it happen and just know that you can't really do anything about it. You know, it's just become... A, sh- a tiny tsunami is building into this massive tidal wave. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about that analogy I gave you how, uh, you know, when people are drunk, they don't have, uh, when they went off uh, Niagara Falls, if they were in their barrel, if they were drunk, they didn't have as many injuries. And it reminded me that in the when I worked in the emergency room is that quite often, you know, the guy who was, or the girl who was the alcoholic you know, would kill other people, but they would be fine because they were drunk and they did not brace for impact. They were in a relaxed state. And so uh, I had the thought that maybe we should all just get drunk instead of bracing for impact. <laughs> because the the irony is that the drunk body survived much better off than the brace for impact body. And so uh, I'm not literally saying go get drunk, but but I'm asking, you know, if that's really all we can do is kind of just watch it and focus on finding a way to not tense up to brace for impact. Uh, because we really don't have a whole lot of choice. Even if we wanted to fight, it's extremely difficult unless you have something, you know, tiny within your own personal realm, like your school board or your city council or things like that. And, uh, you know, I wrote, you know, what are our choices? We can fight, we can walk away, we can start building uh, what's new, or we can just give up. And, you know, I think the most emotionally satisfying is to just start focusing on building what is next. But, even that isn't necessarily possible. And so many people are escalating in the the reporting of what's going on. And you can hear the urgency and the desperation and the, I can't believe this is all happening and the rhetoric. Uh, and, and that is all designed to increase our own level of insecurity and confusion and anger and giving up energy and all those things. And so it's difficult, though, to to try to manage all that. And yet we still have to go inside our own house and deal with our own issues that are happening at the micro level. And this just assault of the micro, macro and everything in between on us, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're wired to deal with chaos, or if you like to run away from it, because that's your coping, or you just freeze up in the face of it. uh, None of those things, I think, are doable. I mean, we're moving into a period of time where all of our coping uh, to ride out whatever storm we're in is starting to evaporate. You know, and I was having that thought uh, this weekend because 
it's been, you know, we've had a lot of uh, bad weather. And so it's the kind of weather that you just can't really go outside. It's not deep snow, but it's rain and snow and wind, terrible wind and cloudy and cold. And so, you know, we're confined in this little tiny space. And all I really wanted to do is in the olden days, you know, I would just for these kinds of periods of time, you know, I just hunker down and watch movies because the noise, you know, would help calm the dog uh, and the distraction, you know, would help me get through whatever waiting period I had to move uh, forward into. And I don't have that. Uh, I I can't just sit around and watch movies all day. And I was wondering, what is everybody else doing? And I thought, well, maybe my phone doesn't work because everybody else is watching movies <laughs> on their cell phone. And I can't tap into the this, the uh the data because to even load a damn web page, uh, I can't even get the weather half the time, which drives me crazy. And so, not even half the time, almost never. And I, you know, desperately, I talked about you know wanting the weather because I need that hope that someday there'll be a break to all of this. But how difficult it is to stay uh, in a good mood, stay happy, stay joyful, stay peaceful. Uh, and that that it's unrealistic, and that it's got to be uh, something that we're all moving at a different pace through, because we all have different uh, things happening in our personal lives, and we all have different capacity, you know, to cope with whatever's happening in our life, and. Uh, you know, the difference between, you know, this winter when I wasn't cold all the time uh, versus, you know, the just the increased pressure of the cold up here trying to cope, you know, day to day and how everybody's just doing the best they can. And there's no way that we can stop the tidal wave that's coming at us. And all of our built-in coping mechanisms, whether we want to fight it out, whether we just want to walk away, whether we want to focus on building what's new, or just give up, uh, none of those are able to change what's happening or can buy us enough time to have what's happening resolve itself. You know, oftentimes, whatever your personal issue is, the rest of the world marches on and you can just get through your personal thing, your personal loss, your personal issue, uh, and then reintegrate back into the world, right? We process out a loss or an illness or a transition or whatever, and then we can re-enter the world and find some normalcy. Uh, and I think, you know, this lack of being able to move forward with this idea that someday we're going to be able to just get out of this chunk of stuff and, and reintegrate into uh, the past or some kind of normalcy, you know, the awareness of that, at least for me, you know, is increasing, you know, every single day as, as we get closer and closer to new points of no return. I mean, I, I think at the, uh, big picture, we're at a point of no return. We still have personal uh, things that feel normal. You know, we still have houses and we still have electricity and uh, there's still some normalcy left. But, you know, every day more of that is 
the possibility of it, you know, going away and taking a deep breath, right? Uh, so, you know, can we, without having to literally be drunk all the time, is there a way to work on removing the pressure of what we're observing, uh, ob- observing what our personal push-pull-pause process is in response to it, uh, and finding that state, I won't call it relaxation, but of less resistance, right? So we're not uh, we're not fighting against it, we're not running from it, and we're not just tuning it out. And we all need to do that at some level. You know, we need breaks. It's it's unsustainable to think about bad things all the time or hard things all the time or even good things. I know that uh, I was thinking about how different uh, periods have been and how, uh, you know, even in periods of intense joy, that's even unsustainable. You, it gets uncomfortable, you know, when you have too much joy or too much love. I mean, you can only sustain that for so long that you have to move back from it. Like almost everything that's intense is unsustainable. And so understanding our own push-pull process within it uh, is the best way I know how to navigate it because it's fascinating to just watch this tidal wave. I I don't know uh, if, I can't remember which movie it was, but I can still see, I think it was Tia Leone and her father. I don't remember who the actor was. Uh, they were, it was some movie, you know, end of the world movie, and they couldn't escape. So they just went down to the beach and watched the big tidal wave come in and take them out. And it kind of feels like that. It just feels like, okay, well, there's a tidal wave coming. How do I want to be in this process of it? Because there's no way to end the cycle uh, in it. And and that's, you know, goes back to what I was talking about, how this is, a, these are cycles. Uh, even if everything was perfect, uh, this cycle is coming to a close. It's just the way the game is set up. Uh, and so whether it ends in war or it ends in peace, it still ends. And there's still that tension around uh, being in the crescendo of it. You know, and that's kind of the way the tidal wave is, right? It's all okay until the wave comes and there's a crescendo of the wave itself. And it feels like we're getting closer and closer to that, even if it could be, you know, 30 years away, who knows. But over the course of, you know, if we live in a 12,000 year cycle, uh, 30 years is a pretty small amount of time to compress uh, and feel, you know, that crescendo. And how so much of this is shifting out of the physical into the, you know, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and and how difficult that is when your primary response is to want to physically fight, uh, and how that is not going to solve the problem this time. Like, there's no way to create a war that's going to fix anything. It's just going to make it all harder. But 
when everything in you is wired to fight, it's it just is so difficult to watch and go, okay, there's nothing I can do to stop this tidal wave. You can't fight a tidal wave. There's no uh, there's no weapon. <laughs> there's no uh, solution. There's no peace agreement. There's no cooperation. Like this is happening and this is the way it is. And um, just, you know, I use that as an example because that's the way it feels. That's the, the reality of this energy wave coming at us, whether it's the galactic wave that's coming that will set off the nova whether it's just, whether it's a bomb, you know, a bomb is like a big wave of energy that just wipes everything out. Uh, or if it is literally a tidal wave, if you have uh, looked into any of that post-Nova fallout, there's a big tidal wave as the uh, water sloshes uh, back and forth across the country or the continents. And so, and that's the way it feels to me. And I'm fascinated why we're all watching it and how we're all responding to it. Uh, And there's this weird reality that, that even though, you know, everyone's got fabulous, I was listening to a call-in show uh, where people were coming up with good solutions. And I, but I keep saying that isn't going to solve anything. I mean, it's going to make the interim a little bit better, but it doesn't solve this bigger issue, this bigger cycle that we're closing in and the insanity component of what's happening. So it's really to me more about how do we manage the intensity of the energy Uh, as our own personal lives are falling apart. I just don't know anybody that doesn't have all these personal struggles going on right now. And uh, at the same time, having to watch these great big struggles out in the world with the reality that there's no getting over it and reintegrating and everything's okay. And, uh, you know, some people are still holding on to everything's fine and I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and I, I don't know how to be in that bubble. Uh, but, you know, some people can still be in that bubble and maybe that's the better place to be right now. I don't know. But for those of us who are watching it, you know, watching our own lives kind of tear apart, watching, you know, the rest of the world kind of tear apart, Uh, And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, I think that's the hardest part for me is uh, not being able to do physically anything in these chunks of time where either my body's not working or the weather is confining or whatever. And we all have that, you know, you just because that's why I get so aggravated when people try to tell me what to do. It's like, it's not about what to do. It's just because we know what to do doesn't mean we can physically do it. And that's what's happening at the macro level. It's not rocket science to stop what's happening around us in so many ways. But we knowing what to do and then doing it are two wildly different things. And making peace with that, right? Finding a way to move into the acceptance of the reality of where we are within the bigger cycles. Uh, 
So I just wanted to acknowledge that because I don't have any good answers for it. Uh, I'm back to uh, when I went to town last time I was able to download a, something. So I don't get to, to watch. In fact, I'm on my last show right now. So I was able to download uh, a little bit off of uh, Netflix onto my computer so I can watch uh, one or two shows, you know, episodes a night. That's my big relief from the reality of my little tiny day, but I'm almost out. And, uh, but I am rewatching uh, two shows. One is The Chosen, which is talking about Jesus and the disciples. And the second is The the Last Kingdom, which is the the period of time when the Danish Vikings and the English, you know, were fighting over their land. And what's fascinating to me, uh, you know, in this process is that uh, in the episode that I watched yesterday, you know, Jesus was saying, to uh, Nicodemus, I think, or someone is that I didn't come to to fight the Romans because Nicodemus was saying, but, you know, are you here to save us from the oppression or the tyranny of the Romans of taxation? You know, it's killing us. And he said, I didn't come for that. And how in today's world, we're still not hearing what he said, right? That the solution isn't to fix everybody else so that you can feel okay and be safe and have a perfect, happy life, right? It's about the journey within. It's about the spiritual process within you, not fixing the world. But nobody is hearing that. I'm listening to all these people who speak to the apocalypse version of now and how Jesus is going to sweep in and everything's going to be okay. And there's that superhero thing, that that one person who's going to make everything okay, that one politician that's going to make everything okay. And, you know, fast forward a thousand years and we are into the last kingdom where the English uh, are saying, you know, God wants everything, you know, we do to be right. And the Danish still follow the old gods, the Norse gods, the mythology. And uh, they love war. They love to conquer. That's how they gain their wealth is they steal it, right? They conquer uh, and they take land, women, and silver. That's the way they build up their their society. And the English uh, are trying to, you know, Alfred the king is trying to spread peace, but he's constantly, you know, going to battle because nobody ever keeps their word in the battles. The fighting always comes and, and heads back up. And how, because uh, there's always people that will be wired for war. There'll always be people who want to fight. There'll always be those of us who don't know how to turn that off. No matter, and and there he made a statement in one of the shows that said the the path of peace takes more courage to not wield a sword. And while that is absolutely true, the ways of the world almost always descend into war, whether it's a war between two people fighting it out, uh, or uh, the dogs fighting it out, or, uh, you know, two countries fighting it out. It's, it's so much of who we are, uh, and that to me is what's fascinating about being wired for war, being wired for danger, being wired to fight uh, and looking over hist- history uh, and 
and how the 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 message is peace the desire is peace the goal is peace but is that something that's possible in this world and so these are you know to me it's fun to think about these things i know most people don't sit around and think about this stuff but i don't say it's fun i can't help myself this is just the way that my little brain works but but at the end of all of this, so, you know, these are these great big ideas and you look at history and they're having the same conversations and the same stories. And here we are, we repeat it over and over and over again. Uh, and we're at the end here of this great cataclysmic cycle and how uh, nothing changes, right? And so when do we make this shift of maybe stop thinking that the change is out in the world sometimes. Because that's what Jesus was saying, and nobody seems to hear that. There's still this idea that there's going to be some great battle, some physical fight that will create peace on earth, which just is insane. It never, I'm not going to say it never has been. There's actually some historical evidence that there have been periods of peace on earth. So it doesn't mean that you can't have it. I just don't think that that's the purpose of the world is to have it to be perfectly peaceful. And then we all just get to do what we want, re-enter normalcy and never have to think about it. And that we're all built a specific way for this specific life to have a specific response to manage all of it. And that it isn't about the events themselves. It's about how we manage the events within ourselves, and how uh, the irony that it's the drunk that stays safe and the fighter who braces or the fear, the one who's afraid who braces that is going to end up with the most destruction, right? I mean, there's just great irony to me that, you know, in a bad car accident, the guy who's drunk doesn't get hurt and the people who had to break who were not drunk and braced for impact did get hurt are we in that moment again are we missing the point are we trying to fight against something that we can't win uh, or build up something that won't sustain or walk away when there's nowhere to go or just give up and and be depressed. None of these answers make any sense to me. And so it's an extremely fascinating moment. And I think, you know, when I started off, I said, I think I'm explaining it wrong because in our past, we put value in our recent past, we've put value into people who are financially successful. Uh, I've talked about, you know, when people have a lot of money, they think that their answers are better than anybody else's answers because they've achieved success in a way that is valuable to the world as we know it today. So therefore, they must be doing something right. And I'm finding myself having irritation uh, with a lot of these guys who've made money off the backs of uh, manipulating us, you know, the stock market people, all the people who've made all this money off the backs of the hardworking people. And now they've retired to their beautiful homes in their safer places. Uh, and maybe now they're working towards uh, bringing truth out in their own way. 
but they're doing it within the comfort of safety of what they've taken, you know, off the backs of all these people who are losing everything over the, you know, the pensions, the, the savings and loans, the homes, you know, so, you know, I'm finding myself irritated with a lot of these processes. And I know that doesn't solve anything and that doesn't fix anything and how, confusing all of this is with all its injustices and insanities, you know, as we just march into these future that doesn't make any sense. And we can just uh, somehow find a way to breathe and relax and observe it without letting it get to us uh, is a great challenge, right? Uh, I like the way that the character plays the Jesus character because he's he's not dogmatic. He has a lightness about him, which I really, really like. Uh, and I recognize I'm completely incapable of doing that. But I admire people who find a way to be like that. Oh, God, the dogs are waking up. They were asleep. The, the uh, It's really Haven. She's the constant instigator to the, we'll call it play, up here on the platform, which is a nightmare. But I wanted to just talk about this, not because I have fabulous answers, but because I just want to acknowledge it. And the last thing I want to say about it, because now they're in motion. Uh, one of the reasons I talk about the vertical continuum. So instead of thinking about things on a horizontal way, we think about things on a, a vertical way. And... Uh, in the mental and emotional sphere, you cannot go, uh, you know, from zero to a hundred, right? So it takes time. And, and the same is true for the emotional journey. So if you are feeling very angry or very sad or very depressed, you can't quickly access joy, happiness, and love. There's a process to it. There's a step-by-step to it. And so, That's, you know, to me, that's always the real work. Uh, And one of the things I have to do is journal about it. I have to vent about it. I have to process it from everything I don't want and move the energy up the vertical continuum. Uh, And one of the things I've noticed, you know, in my period of time of being online is uh, people are not responsive to positive. Like if I share good things that happen to me, like nobody listens or nobody watched videos. If I hint in the title, bad things are happening to me, especially if I'm having something bad happen to me personally, then I would get, you know, three times the views on the videos. And so we are, most of us wired to want to have the negative be part of our world. Uh, It has to be a very specific intellectual mental decision to want to work up through the negativity into the positive. And some people are just naturally wired that way. Uh, I am not one of them either. I work very hard to have to move myself through these processes. And sometimes it takes a lot of time and sometimes I can't get there. And I've kind of been in one of those low places for a while, you know, this last week or two. Uh, especially. And so, oh God, we have to wrap this up because they are, two of them is too much. Uh, But I'm trying to keep them away from the microphone. (laughs) But I wanted to acknowledge that, you know, the energy is building. It's like facing down, you know, from a tiny tsunami that we knew was coming 
And it's growing and growing, at least from my perspective, into this larger and larger tidal wave and how uh, it's just part of a cycle that we can't do anything about. And it's it's shocking to me that all the history that we've watched, you know, in story or we read about or movies have been made about. We're in one of those, you know, incredibly intense historical moments and the realities of that and how much more difficult it is than you would have ever imagined when you looked back and how everybody's getting a different message from it or a different experience of it and how the greatest irony to me of all of it is you know, in the middle of a car wreck that the drunk guy doesn't get hurt and the good family gets decimated, you know, relaxing into it versus bracing for impact. And, uh, and is there a lesson in that? Not to be drunk, but to just stop fighting against, pushing against the tidal wave uh, and finding a way to just sort of breathe and relax into it without running away without checking out, without giving up, uh, or putting all your energy and trying to build something that's not going to last anyways. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Whoops. I only know that I have two dogs that have now reawakened for the morning and are ready to go out. I think it's still dark out. Yeah, it's still totally pitch black out. So, yay! So I have to deal with that because there's not enough room. All right, so I hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, We're still in the middle of our on-again, off-again snow, so I'm still kind of in lockdown mode. But I have hope someday the sun will come out and everything will dry and I can clean up in here. Oh, my God, it's so nasty and dirty in here. It's almost unbearable. And with that, my friends, deep breath, and I will see you next time.